so welcome back to our podcast and to begin um the articles that we had our homework on basically talked about why it's hard to stop using social media and why social media platforms can't fix quote-unquote fake news so to start off i wanted to ask um what is a social media's company's sole purpose like why do they exist So, obviously, a lot of social media companies, as we talked about beforehand, were, or actually a majority of them, were made to create money for the producer. It's not so that you can get in contact with your friends, and although that may seem like the convenience of it, it's really just to make money for people, and obviously, humans are very social creatures. And so they tend to lean towards ways that they can be more social, and in that sense, social media was born. Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. It's it's there for like to connect people, but in reality, it's just trying to make money. Some of these um, platforms originally weren't even made for money and profit. Like we had talked about in the Google Meet, with Miss Young, uh, we said that Facebook was created for to rate women in the create in the in his college. I believe that was what she said. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook to originally um, rate women that were at his college, and. Eventually, he noticed that it was gaining traction, and so, um, obviously, if you go onto Facebook nowadays, you'll see that it has uh, more features that a lot of other social platforms do, such as Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, and uh, these things just make it more popular, and it's really the convenience and the innate need to be social that keeps people coming. Yeah, I saw the. Oh, you can go. Oh, you can go. You can go. You can go. Uh, all right. So I saw the Facebook movie a couple weeks ago, and it really showed how at first they were just trying to, like you guys said, rate people. But then he went on and he started to try and make it a social thing without like any money making purposes, because he just wanted people to use it. And then over time, you you realize, hey, if this is this big, we should try and make a profit. Which is exactly why you see ads and things on the social media, and a lot of ads, especially on Instagram, are made by creators themselves, but sometimes you'll come across the occasional ad that's actually coming from the app. Yeah, and this just goes to show that, like, this is still a company, and a company's purpose is to make a profit. Like, they don't actually care about your well-being. They just want to make money to continue their um, money supply, I guess. So you have to keep that in mind when you're using social media. Uh, Giovanna and Zane, do you have anything to say about it? Yeah, these social media companies get like way too greedy about money and will like allow any ads and videos um, that they see just to make more money. Yeah, I agree with what you guys said. I feel like as soon as they see that they're making money, they try to um, 
include ads and like ways to um, get more people on there so they can that they can get more money. And not only uh, this, I think this is the last thing that I'm gonna say for uh, this question in particular, but um, it also seems like social media is has become a way to see more politics and I've seen a lot of people argue about politics and it's really something that uh, can bring people in because obviously people want to debate, people want to argue, and so forth. And so understanding that like social media is both positive and negative in some ways, why is it that social media is so addicting and why can't we get off of social media if there's so many negative aspects to it? I think that, like, especially us, we sort of grew up with it. And since we did that, it sort of became a part of our, like, our, our lives. And it's hard to let go of that. And it's also, like, a way that we stay in contact with people or we, like see what other people are doing or what's going on in the world yeah i agree with that and i feel like as soon as you get addicted to it it's hard to like stop using it especially if you use it like daily or multiple hours a day it's really hard to cut that out of your you know out of your lifestyle yeah and i feel like it's similar to sort of how gambling is in places like las vegas and other places where you can gamble um where you will basically end up having this repetitive action over and over and even though you don't always get a reward it's almost as though like your brain receives it as the action itself is a reward and so i believe that also connects to social media and i feel like it too is just like the source of our entertainment for our generation because, like, if I have free time, if I don't have to do anything else, then I'll just scroll on social media and the time, like, flies by so quick. Yeah, and we can see, like, in the documentary, The Social Dilemma, I think that's what it's called, how the guy, he puts his, like, he tries to not go on social media for a week or something like that. But since social media is, like, showing us what we want to see and it's like such a big role in our lives it's really hard to do that and it always like tempts us to come back to start using it i think it's yeah. just like fear oh my bad i'm so sorry no you can go uh, i was just gonna say i think it's also just fear that people have of letting social media go just because in today's world we we live in a society that's so social media is like we've said is a part of our day-to-day lives as like um we've all mentioned people use it when they're bored or we've just kind of grown up with it and I feel like if we let it go what would we use like what would be next I think so I think it's just also fear yeah and um I myself I really have deleted most of my social media off of my phone because I've noticed that it's not very good for my mental health because a lot of the things that I'm seeing on social media are politically based, they are talking about world issues, and obviously in the US we already have a lot of issues. And I'm not going to deny that 
there are issues in other countries, especially in the eastern part of the world, but it's also difficult to deal with our own things, and that's why in uh, my project I'm actually going to be addressing how all of these things, along with political media, um, world media, these things can really harm, especially teenagers, mental health. Yeah, and like, I feel like an aspect of that is body, um, I guess, body image, because you see a lot of problems occur from like, you see this idealized, like, body that um, a lot of both guys and girls like feel pressure to have and when we realize that like we have to go through extreme means to get that it's kind of like was it really worth it to be like go through that and also, also just, just like, another uh, fact is like I also agree with you that it's not great for our mental health like politically and like that so yeah yeah I agree with what you said it's like we see these body images and we try to like like do that i guess but it also like it forms like an image of who you are because on social media you're posting stuff about yourself and if you stop using it people are gonna like stop thinking about you and stuff like that yeah and i also think on social media people don't realize that the people that are posting like their bodies or whatever they use photoshop they use certain lighting um and you know, kids our age don't really realize that. They're like, oh, I want to look like this, but that's like unrealistic standards. And that really does have a, a negative effect on um, your mental health. Right, so um, I think now would be a good time to move on to the next topic so we can get more covered. Yeah, so uh, the next topic I was going to address was does social media present like a danger to our government democracy? Do you think it affects us as a whole, individuals, and that kind of stuff? I don't, in a way, it sort of presents a danger to democracy, which obviously our government is run on, um, in a way, in a sense that people can post anything that they want on social media and these and people can post false information either about uh, running candidates or just all of these sorts of things and because everything is out and displayed on social media obviously cancel culture has become uh, something of the norm and it's starting to become something that's integrated with more than just like a day-to-day basis it's integrated with celebrities and people that we look up to i think also since you just said um people can post whatever they want so people don't even know the full truth about a lot of the things they believe in which isn't the case for everybody but the majority of people don't really when they see something on social media they don't really look into it and you know get the true facts so it could be just for example something about you know one of our politicians Trump or Biden it can be whatever it says and people will believe it and it most of the time it's not even true yeah and especially uh since the uh COVID-19 virus is still 
rampant in the U.S., and it's actually still growing. Um, these sorts of things are... Oh, goodness, I muted my mic. Um, oh, what was I going to go into? Um, with COVID-19 still rampant, a lot of experts and a lot of doctors are trying to educate people, and they're still trying... They're, people are still begging for others to wear their masks, and these things just aren't happening, and uh, after people do their 20 minutes of research, they think they know more than the professionals themselves, and that can be really harmful. Yeah, I feel like with social media comes mob mentality, where everything sort of becomes a quote-unquote like trend for information to whether it's factual or not, if it gets put onto social media, people use that as like a news outlet or a news source where they base their information off of. And as we uh, did earlier in the quarter, or earlier in the, earlier in the semester, um, we talked about how, uh, and now I just lost it again, um, yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with what you guys said, how, like, social media, it's, like, when we, when most people, they see it and they start to believe it because they're not going to go in to, in to research it. And in the article we read, it sort of showed how, like, over the last couple of years, Facebook has become more political, which is really a bad thing because there are billions of there are billions of users on that so when they see these articles about most likely fake things they're going to start to believe them yeah and i remember what i was going to say earlier so obviously a lot of these news stations are using a lot of pathos or the emotional appeal and they're doing this because they know this is a good way they can make money and by the people being attracted to these outlandish out, uh, headlines, even if they're not necessarily true, it gets them money and it's, again, uh, it's reaffirming that, that social media and news and a lot of things that you see are generally created and used to make money. Yeah. So then, moving on to the next topic, because I think we did a good discussion on that. Um, with all these problems with social media and factual news, is there any rules that we should place on social media to make it better? So, obviously, I don't think there's a way to make social media better without these companies losing money, which is obviously their main goal. So rather than fixing social media, I feel like the attitude that people have on or about social media could be changed by using it to, you know, make it a more positive place, making it something that can really make an impact. So I remember um, that when I was younger, uh, these this group of people came into the 
um, into the gym for an assembly, and they talked about how um, this one kid had decided to create a charity on his on a social media platform, and it ended up creating a lot of money and a lot of profit, and all of it went to a good cause. And so I feel like if more people did something like that, then social media would have a less negative connotation to it. Well, yeah, and I feel... Oh, sorry. You can go. You can go. My bad, I keep interrupting you. Um, but, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. You know, most... No matter where you go, not just, like, online or on social media, there's always going to be, you know, negativity it's just unavoidable. There's people. Not everybody's going to be positive, sadly. But I think it just it depends on you as a person to put yourself or surround yourself with that positivity that you want to be around. So if you're following just on social media, you know, a bunch of stuff just on politics and stuff like that, expect to, you know, have a bunch of negative or negativity around you because that's a very controversial topic to be looking at so I think if you just surround yourself with um you know the stuff that you believe and support in and you find soothing for yourself I think then it would have an effect so I think it just depends on you as a person to um surround yourself with positivity Yeah, and sometimes I feel like, too, like, our parents' generation is different because they didn't grow up with the social media. So is there, like, any aspect of it that you guys think that your parents don't understand about social media and its um, mental effects? I think that it's... Go ahead. All right, thanks. So I don't really think that they understand how much of a a role it plays in our lives because we've basically grown up with it and it somewhat I guess you could say it raised us sort of but they don't really understand how we grew up with it it's part of our lives and it's it's hard to get rid of it yeah I totally agree um and this is more of a personal aspect but in the past like five years the people I am the closest with I have met through social media which obviously can be a dangerous thing but I definitely feel like it does have a a good aspect to it because you can meet people and have support systems that you would have never had if you didn't have social media yeah and I feel like just like just because our environments growing up were different from our parents it it just differs our thinking processes and what we use as our source of entertainment and what we do with our time. So I feel like in that sense, of course, there's going to be some um, gap between us and our parents and their generation. So, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, um, like I said in the article, in a sense, truth uh, can be relative, meaning that even though like two different people can be on the same social media platform and follow the same people, but they can still end up receiving different amounts of information, meaning that they can either have a half-truth or, and again, truth can be relative, meaning that 
these people could be thinking a certain way and it's not necessarily factual but it's or completely factual but in a sense it does have a lot of things backing it up yeah um Based on the article we read about, the one about Facebook and why it can't delete fake news, I thought it was interesting to see because um, its reason, Facebook's reason for not um, deleting the fake or political news that's going on is because they say that truth is relative and the truth today could be different from the truth tomorrow. And then they use the example of how like the concept of a flat earth was the truth back in historical times, but then now we understand that the um, the world is round. So I feel like that was definitely an interesting thing to look at while reading the article. Yeah, and I also noticed um, in, the, in the near beginning of the article, um, it talked about how Facebook may become far less used and even feared due to repetitive harmful behavior. And like we've said before, uh, this repetitive behavior can really become this sort of cycle and Gen Z or the current generation will most likely be the end of Facebook because people don't really use it a lot, which is exactly why Facebook bought Instagram, because they knew that this temporary platform isn't going to be on for much longer. You know, um, I also saw that what you guys were mentioning about the article, and I thought it was kind of interesting to see that even, like, they said it themselves, that they know that Facebook is going to die, and their excuse for removing false information is that the truth always changes, which is, that is true, but, and then they bought Instagram. I think it's just crazy that even though that they know themselves that this stuff is going to die off, they're still going to fight on just for the sole purpose of making more money. So, uh, again, Giovanna and Zane, do you have any input? I've been agreeing with that. I agree with everything you guys are saying. And I think that now that Facebook is dying, they're um, going to try to make the mo uh, most money out of it and start just adding any ads um, they can. And I think they're just going to uh, just be more prepared for Instagram and just work more on that. And I think that introduces their mentality of um, money over morality. Yeah, so understanding this as the last topic I think we should discuss to close this is if there was an instance, would you ever delete all of your social media and why? So I've talked about this previously, but I have deleted nearly all of my social media off of my phone. I recently got TikTok back because I'm bored. Um, but, uh, 
I do I I don't have any other social media on my phone, not even YouTube. Um, I have all of that on my computer, which obviously is mostly correlated with schoolwork nowadays. And um, this is sort of, it's actually helped my mental health a lot because politics and seeing the issues of the world has definitely been something bad for my mental health, but also very informing. And so I keep it on my computer so that I see it less and it's not right there at my convenience, but it's definitely something that I feel like if I were to delete it, I wouldn't really feel the same, I guess. Whether it's for better or for worse, I wouldn't know. I think that it would be harder, especially now, to delete it because of, like, quarantine, I guess. Like, with social media, it's a, a way to, like, talk to people, I guess. But right now, we can't really physically talk to people. So it makes it harder to do it now. I, I think that if, like, it like quarantine is over, it would be easier to do it, but you would really have to like see them in person or be like up to date in the news and see what's really true and stuff like that. It, it would be harder, or I guess it would just be hard to delete stuff like social media because it's such a big, it plays such a big role in our lives. Yeah, and I remember during like the start of the year, <laughs> I screen timed all of my social media for like, I think it was like five minutes every single day. And then I remember uh, sticking to that for the first day, but then the next day I just kept clicking on the button that says ask for more time. So there wasn't any real point to um, doing that in the first place. And it just shows how addictive social media can be. So, uh, Giovanna, I noticed you haven't talked very much, so do you have any input on if you were to delete social media, how to, how it would affect you? Um, yeah, I was just about to um, unmute, but um, I think I'd personally be happier if I deleted social media, because I've noticed the less I'm on it, like, the better I feel, you know? And I feel like um, I would be more productive, too, because sometimes I get distracted on my phone too much. And I don't get things done on time. Um, so yeah, I feel like if I deleted it, it would just um, have a more positive impact on me. Even though it might not be easy, it would definitely be better for me. Yeah, so I think that this was a good discussion. And we hit everything that I wanted to talk about. So if you guys don't have anything else to add, I think we're good. Yeah, this was a great discussion, and I think overall we came to the conclusion that, like <laughs> like it's been stated before, social media isn't good nor bad, but it definitely has an impact on everyone, whether it be similar to others or completely different to others, and obviously we see that because of quarantine, uh, social media offers us a sense of normalcy and a way to connect with people where obviously being six feet apart and they're actually proving now that um these it can uh, the virus can travel more than six feet so yeah uh it's definitely something that brings a sense of normalcy to people's lives and brings them that social aspect that again humans desperately need <laughs>